What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. What's up and happy Friday, everybody. Week 15 is underway. We had a shootout last night. It took a little while, but it became a shootout, mostly in the fourth quarter and in overtime. And I hope you have Travis Kelsey. Although I suspect a lot of people who have Travis Kelsey had a bye this week. Welcome to the show. Adam and Jamie, and this is a very small sample size, Jamie, but just looking at all of the leagues that I'm in the playoffs in, I don't think Travis Kelsey was in any lineups. It was weird, so I'm um, assuming the buys. Yeah, well, you know, it could be Travis or, Kelsey yeah. manager could have gotten knocked out. Or right, or just two straight games with 27 yards. That that also uh, that also hurts. I have, um, I have Kelsey in three leagues, four leagues maybe. Um only had him in one matchup last night where I was the three seed. Every other one that I have him. No, I'm sorry. I, it was four leagues. One, I missed the playoffs. It was our two QB league. Um, and then the other three, two, I had a bye. Yeah, there you go. All right. So now we know everything about the Travis Kelsey roster uh, percentage <laughs> from yesterday. Uh, we'll start with that game. Kansas City 34 and the Chargers 28. We are going to go through all of the COVID news and tell you how to approach it. And that's going to take us about an hour and a half. And then we won't have any time to preview the games. But if we do have time, we will talk about Washington and Philadelphia, Minnesota, Chicago, Kirk Cousins in prime time. Is that still a yeah. thing? Seattle and the Rams, Dallas and the Giants, Arizona, Detroit, Atlanta, San Francisco. And last game for me, I think, is New Orleans, Tampa Bay, because even though there are some interesting decisions in that game, you're going to start Mike Evans and and whatnot, and then we'll, you know, we'll talk about it. But, uh, all right, let's... Uh, well, let's... One pretty big player that is concerning for a lot of people. Who, Hill? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll definitely get to that. And uh, and Fournette, not practicing. And what would it mean for Ronald Jones if Fournette is out? It is the toughest matchup, you know. But, the, I mean, yes, it's tough. But you're, you're banking on this offense being this offense. <laughs> Look at this comment about Daryl Williams. Oh, man. Somebody is so bad. Started Daryl Williams. And uh, using some expletives. Well, you should have started Daryl Williams. I started Daryl Williams in, in, uh, in a league where we play uh, three receivers, two running backs, and two flexes. And so I was, uh, I was hoping he scored. 
and he nearly did twice. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, it actually was a bad game for Clyde Edwards Zelaer. He lost the goal line work. I don't know if he ever had it, but he didn't get it last night. Let's start with a few. Well, of after the, the, the second failed attempt, he was in on the second down and third down. True. Yes, he yes, he was. was conversion too. Yes, he did. That is a good point. Um, Donald Parham Parham left in the first quarter. That was uh, scary. scary, and hopefully he's okay. Head injury. Derwin James left in the fourth quarter. Oh, my gosh. Did you see the stats for Kelsey with and without Derwin James? Uh, I'm going to guess they're probably pretty good without him. Yeah, I retweeted it from Bill Barnwell. I'll tell you in a second. It could be coincidental, obviously, but uh, let's go through that. So Kelsey with Derwin James, that's the Charger safety on the field. One catch for 14 yards, 26 snaps. Kelsey without James on the field, nine catches for 177 yards, two touchdowns, 41 defensive snaps. That's uh, pretty wild. All right, anyway, um, any major takeaways from this game? Welcome back, Chiefs. Uh, you know, great to see Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey and Patrick Holmes all have a great game on the same day. Uh, well needed at the right time for a lot of people. You know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people that didn't make the playoffs as a result of, you know, the recent struggles, um, probably saying, where was this for the last month and a half, basically. But uh, great to see, um, and hopefully it continues. You know, I mean, uh, got a little scare with Tyree Kill when he was off the field at the start of overtime, but came back in and had, I think, one catch, maybe two. Um, yeah, and, you know, if the trade-off is we lose Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Daryl Williams producing to get Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill, I think most people would take that 10 out of 10, even if you're the Clyde Edwards, Alaire, and uh, Daryl Williams fantasy manager. Got an email from a man named Chris who wrote, can we finally acknowledge what we've been seeing most of the yes, season? Mahomes is absolutely worthless. How long do we have to keep pretending he's good? The subject, by the way, was Mahomes is trash. Not long after, he wrote <laughs> us another email. Ignore the Mahomes email, winky face. Uh, but darned if it wasn't a stressful first three quarters. Agreed. So that is my question here because it, he looked terrible. I thought, you know, and I had defended him on the live stream yesterday, Mahomes. It, it wasn't like he was playing poorly, per se. He just, you know, was very conservative. They were taking away the big play, a lot of drops by the receivers over this last six, seven games, I mean. Um, but I thought he actually played poorly yesterday. Off target, the throw to Hardman when he was wide open for a touchdown. He didn't get a good grip on it, kind of spiked it. The interception to the defensive lineman was bad. So I think if you stopped watching at the start of the third quarter when they had 13 points... None of this optimism exists. Uh, are you convinced after one quarter and then up driving overtime that the Chiefs are, uh, we, we don't know if they're back, but that they're absolute must-starts, no-brainers? My thought was, wow, we're going to say, yeah. say this is finally the time where we're sitting Mahomes next week. You know, and that's obviously not the case anymore. Um, I don't think anybody was ever going to get to that point of sitting Mahomes. You know, it, like, because <clears throat> here's the thing. If you're winning in spite of him, this is always the potential. So I guess, but do you feel good about him right now? I feel much better about him right now than I do than I did, you know, 48 hours ago. Okay. I feel much better about them finally showing you that they're capable of this still. You know, not that I didn't think they could, but at least they showed it to you. Um, you know, so the they're they're playing for the one seat. You know, they they have a big opportunity in front of them, and. I think, you know, the, the hope would be, and, and part of this, I think, I, I, I guess let me backtrack for a second. I think part of this is tied into what happened on the other side of the ball. Missing three defenders, this is the worst his defense has looked in the last six weeks. The Chiefs, so, yeah. And they hung in there for a while. What do you mean? 
It was 14-13 going into the fourth quarter. Now, they had a lot of fourth down stops. They could have given up a lot more points. Oh, this game could have been a rout if they converted those yeah. you know, red zone opportunities. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that's part of it is that they were forced into this situation offensively. So Right. So if Chris you know, Jones this, this, comes this, back this, next this week. And huh? If Chris Jones and Sneed are back next week and they're facing Pittsburgh. Right. You know. But again, you know, it's it's just a matter of, you know, can they can they do this without the chasing point scenario? And so I guess that's probably the bigger question. Yeah. Uh, this, this felt like 2020 Chiefs, 2019 Chiefs, where teams were, you know, remember how they used to just let you run on them? Sure. Yeah. And that's what the Chargers did. They ran on them. And then it was, okay, we know we're going to – it was basically like, you know how you mentioned this uh, yesterday, I think, with the Patriots? That's kind of how their defense always felt was – We'll let you run between the twenties, but we'll stop you in the in the red zone. Not not to the same success as the Patriots, but that's kind of how it was. You know, you can run, take, kill, think you're going to kill a clock on us, kick field goals, and then we're going to score big plays on you. And well, so that's kind of how it felt a little bit. Mahomes scored 35 fantasy points. Herbert scored 36. I, I think it was uh, I, I it was a frustrating game just to watch because I really felt like the Chargers should have won that game. Oh, and they absolutely. blew it, and they blew it, and and I don't. I almost feel like the Chiefs' passing game, except for Hill, didn't really deserve the numbers. You know, Kelsey, I can't say he got lucky. The the one the one play, the sixty nine yard catch, just the guy fell down, and Kelsey took advantage. But uh, look, I'm glad I'm glad it happened. Obviously, you want to see these guys come through. It was just uh, I wasn't rooting against the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs. I, I don't know. It just something left a bad taste in my mouth about this game. I, I guess it was just the Chargers falling all over their face on fourth down every time. Um, but for, on the Chargers side, look, if you're don't be concerned about Eckler. Obviously, not 100%. You don't see him play 34% of the snaps and have Jackson and and uh, Kelly have that kind of role. So he's fine. And Herbert, uh, you know, probably played better than his numbers, Jamie. You had some touchdown opportunities that, that didn't go his way. Oh, Mike Williams, what a frustrating night. That's the one guy we should probably talk about here. You know, I, I ended up having to start him because I just was looking at all Same. this COVID news and I just said, I, I got to take a guy that I know is playing. Yep. And so. And a great history against this team. Right. And, and, and so many opportunities. That first drive. Yeah. first drive. Three, three opportunities in the end zone. One wasn't his fault. One was a bad throw. One hit him right in the chest. <laughs> Tough ball. That was a fast ball. Almost fumble. That was a heater, though. That, that one of the chests. That was like a. You gotta catch that, though. I think you you gotta catch that ball. Your job. I mean, th- th- you know, this is a separate conversation. Those plays are costing him millions. Yeah, he's a free agent. I don't know if he's healthy because he, the guy just cannot separate. He is never open. He's always covered, and he but has to catch he, a big pass. You he think has of him as a burner like that? No, but I mean. He's got to be better than this. I've been watching his targets lately, you know, uh, watching, going back and watching the tape or the film, whatever it is. He, he just doesn't separate. And, the, you know, the, the, you know what? You, you're annoyed about the first drive. I'm annoyed about the last drive. He's streaking oh, yeah, up the around. field. Turn around. What are you doing? <laughs> turn around. Yeah. I can't trust them. Uh, all right. Well, no, keep, I, I, keep I have the same thing. You know, I was looking at my lineup, and I'm like, I got Sony Michelle. What happens if Henderson plays? Um, this is a flex flex spot. I had uh, Ronald Jones available on waivers. So I want to wait that out. Um, yeah. there, there was, you know, a couple. Of, I don't remember all the decisions. Elijah Mitchell, I think, was another player. And I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to take my chances. I I'd read a blog, uh, a Chargers blog about Mike Hughes, and um, if they get matched up against each other, it's a great situation for Williams. That's who was covering him in the first game when he went off against them in week three or four, whatever it was. 
Yeah, Hughes, Hughes uh, covered Keenan Allen, I think. I think he played a lot in the slot because yeah, Snead no, was it was out. Uh, it was Ward and um, yeah, uh, I forget the other corner. Um, Baker a little bit, maybe. It was uh, I, you know, it was it was a good gamble. You know, had it had it gone a different way, you know, you're you're obviously smiling. It could have been a good game. He got nine targets, but it's uh, it's tough to trust him. Next week they're at Houston, which you say, oh great, Houston. Well, teams just run all over Houston. I don't know. You're getting 38 pass attempts. Maybe the Chargers don't run a lot to begin with, so we reassess. But I think number three receiver. At, oh yeah, at best, right? Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll talk more about this game at noon on CBS Sports HQ today on Friday, but also on Sunday, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. It is your it is your pregame show to help you get ready for the fantasy playoffs and talk about the Saturday games a little bit. We've got a couple of Saturday games. That'll be fun. Although I wouldn't mind seeing one of those games get moved to Sunday or Monday. <laughs> and uh, if you are listening, so anyway, again, that's CBS Sports HQ, 10 a.m. Eastern to 1 p.m. Uh, check it out. If you are listening to Sp- on Spotify, you can now leave a rating. Please leave a five-star rating if you enjoy the show. We would really appreciate it on Spotify. So let's talk about all of the players that are on COVID, on the COVID list. Now, the NFL is making an attempt to change the protocols. They've, already, they've changed the protocols to give players a better chance of getting back on the field. Uh, it's a mess right now. But the big ones, Jalen Waddell, Tyler Lockett, Allen Robinson, Baker Mayfield, and Case Keenum. Odell Be- Some of this is old news, I guess. Odell Beckham, Daryl Henderson. There are more. But- All the Dolphins. Yeah, it's the Dolphins running backs are still on it. They had another one. Yeah, they did. Not one we were considering, but... Jared Dokes. Well, Heath and Dave were kind of excited about it. Were they? Yeah. Dokes always makes me think of Dexter. For all you Dexter fans out there. Uh, And there's a lot more, but let's start with Waddle. Hooper, Hooper too. Yeah, Hooper. Joku's off the list. Although this, right, I was going to say, at this point, Hooper, you can stay if you have David Njoku. You know, I mean, obviously I'm joking, but... It uh, it alleviates it, it helps us to have one of those guys. I, but how much faith are you going to have in Njoku if he's in on Saturday against in a great matchup, but with bad weather probably and Nick Mullins? So my choices were uh, as a Darren Waller manager, uh, David Njoku or Tyler Higby, and so I would take my chances with Tyler Hig. Excuse me, with uh, David Njoku, um, knowing that the Rams COVID situation is a little bit messy, also. And so if he plays, I'll, I would start him even with Nick Mullins. But look, uh, you mentioned it. We could get to Saturday and Baker's cleared. That is true. Well, he was very mean to the NFL, so I don't know. If they're gonna <laughs> he, was, he was a little <laughs> upset. Devontae Parker, totally must start now? Yes, 100%. Okay. We're going to do this as if these players are not coming back. That's what would normally happen you know, in a typical week with the old protocols, guys that go on the COVID list, they have not typically been coming off until the following week, even if they're vaccinated. But things could change. But so There was, there was some confusion. I, I still don't even know, to be honest with you, if this is taking place this week or next week. I think it's immediate. I thought so as well, but I've seen some different opinions on that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Tyler Lockett on the COVID list, also Alex Collins. But DK Metcalf, basically every wide receiver is either on the COVID list or hurt. But Lockett's on the COVID list. Metcalf hasn't been practicing uh, yes. Swain um, hasn't been practicing. Swain. Right. Uh, and Eskridge. And yeah. Yep. Uh, just to go back from yesterday's show where I said Metcalf was a sit. Uh, obviously, if Lockett does not play, Metcalf is no longer a sit. Is he 
ahead of would you start Parker or Metcalf in this scenario? Uh, I'll probably reevaluate that. I think initially I put Metcalf ahead, but um, he's just gonna. I mean, he's gonna get peppered with targets. You'd think so, and I think if Ramsey plays, that would be interesting. <laughs> you know, see if Ramsey comes off the COVID list. Will they change their approach and just make him shadow? So they did. The reason why I was I was telling people to sit Hopkins last week is because I really felt Ramsey was going to shadow him, and I felt that way because he shadowed Adams more so than I think any other wide receiver, and that was the Rams' previous game, Devontae Adams. Ramsey was on him quite a bit, so I thought, all right, maybe they're going to actually use Ramsey in that you know, when there's one clear wide receiver to shadow. And I think if Locke gets out, it would make a lot of sense. Um, but yeah, the target, I, there's no way I could sit Metcalf if Locke gets out. Um, how about Allen Robinson? This could be a big deal for Mooney against a team that gives up the most fantasy points to wide receivers. I liked Mooney regardless. So it didn't really change my opinion of this because Robinson has been such a non-factor, whether not playing or even last week. So I didn't move Mooney at all unless it was like, you know, taking, I guess he moved up a little bit, like taking Tyler Lockett out, you know, so, and Waddle out. So he moved up maybe a spot or two, but he was always uh, on the cusp of a top 24 receiver for me. So he may have crept into the top 24, but I, I like the setup a lot. I just think that the, the Vikings secondary has shown you enough cracks that he would have some success this week or should. And then the non-skill position players, you look at the Washington front four and and the backups in there. They're decimated. Yep. And the Cleveland secondary, decimated. And by the way, Daryl Henderson and Odell Beckham, I think I mentioned those. So, uh, but, you know, Derek Carr, are you any more interested? It is really bad for the Cleveland secondary right now. And that's a Saturday game. So Derek Carr on Saturday. And then, uh, yeah, the Eagles will be in a good spot on Sunday. But, but what do you think about Carr? Can we, can we give him a look? Um, I mean, you can, but this is not the environment where he typically does well. It's cold weather. It's windy. Um, you know, I, I think this is, this is a running game for both these teams. You know, Jacobs will get a lot of opportunities because this is the type of game script where he typically has success and he'll be involved in the passing game. So maybe, you know, there's some cheap opportunities there for Derek Carr, but his numbers without Darren Waller have just been bad. You know, it's like four or five or three or four, whatever it is, uh, with under 20 fantasy points. And so he's just been struggling. The one game, which was the surprise was the Dallas game. And that was the game yeah. where Carr got where uh, Waller got hurt. Yeah, you had that big play from Deshaun Jackson. Uh, yeah, exactly. Okay, so the Giants, two defensive backs are on the reserve COVID list. One of them is going to miss the game anyway, Adoree Jackson. Uh, but Xavier McKinney, that'd be a huge loss for them. Looks like he has a good chance to play. Starting safety for them, probably their best. I don't know. He's, he's very good. Uh, but he's unvaccinated, but he's a close contact. Didn't test positive, could return on Saturday. For Chicago, Eddie Jackson and Eddie Goldman, two key members on their defense, are on the reserve COVID list. So is Mario Edwards, who's kind of a, a rotational player, pass rusher. Oh, this is a big one. Kenny Clark is out for the Packers. He is a huge part of their defense. Defensive yeah. tackle, he's the key to their run defense, so that helps Freeman, right? That's another one, yeah. So yesterday I had said Devontae Freeman didn't love him. Uh, that changed it entirely, you know, so... Not that Freeman's a guaranteed slam dunk top 15 guy, but he's back in the top 20 for sure. What about the Lions running backs right now? How do you have it ranked? Uh, Reynolds and nobody else. Um, you know, so Williams plays, it changes things. But as of now, you got to go with Reynolds as a flex. Okay, Reynolds or Rashad Penny? 
Oh, Penny Stone. Okay. Especially with Alex Honnold out. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati cornerback Chidobe Awuzie is on the reserve COVID list. He's been a pretty key player for them. And we don't think it'll matter this week, I'm now sure. Now Portland Sutton will crack 40 yards. There you go. Uh, Rodney Hudson, center for the Cardinals. He is on the reserve COVID list facing the Detroit Lions. Okay. That's a big situation there because you got the running back concerns. Like, how much can Chase Edmonds succeed, potentially, if there is no Connor? Yeah, I'll tell you. I, I mean, not to talk about my own teams here, but I have Edmonds on two teams. And if Edmonds plays and Connor doesn't, I will easily start him over Rashad Penny. And Michael oh, Carter, for that matter, right? Okay. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, so what if they both play? Um, I would start Penny over Edmonds then in your situation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, but we, I would still start Connor. You think Connor would still get his Yeah, I mean, the only concern going? would be is that they should win this game easily. And so will they, you know, consider resting? They, they've, they've shown you. They, they've kind of tipped their hand with injuries, right? I mean, you know, Kyler probably could have played through, through the ankle injury and they rested him. Uh, Hopkins... Probably could have played through the hamstring injury, but they rested him. And so, you know, they're not opposed to that right now. Now, granted, they were doing that with a with an advantage of holding on to the one seed. But now that they are, you know, in the fight for it, maybe these guys play a little bit more in these concerns. But clearly they shut down Hopkins, uh, which turned out to be maybe not coming back for the playoffs. All right. This holiday season, the best deal in wireless is at Mint Mobile. Right now, when you switch to Mint Mobile and buy any three-month plan, you'll get another three months for free. As the first company to sell premium wireless service online only, Mint Mobile lets you save a ton with phone plans starting at just $15 a month. Take advantage of this limited time holiday sale and get any three-month Mint Mobile plan plus three more months free at mintmobile.com slash FFT. That is mintmobile.com slash FFT. If you, like me... I can't believe how expensive cell phone services this this day and age. Take a look at Mint Mobile. I've got it. It works great. It's $15 a month. So, you know, whether you want to take my word, you've seen Ryan Reynolds talk about it too on TV, you know? I think they probably... Both very handsome. Yeah, man. right. They was like, hey, you, you look a lot like Ryan Reynolds. Why don't you talk about Mint Mobile? I'm telling why would you pay so much money when you can get $15 a month at Mint Mobile? Take a look. Go to mintmobile.com slash FFT, and you can get three free months in addition to the first three months. All right, great deal. Happy holidays. You're welcome, folks. Mintmobile.com slash FFT. What's your favorite Ryan Reynolds movie? Uh, my favorite Ryan Reynolds movie is uh, Adventureland, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Have you seen Just uh, Friends? He has, he has a, uh, uh, what, what is it? Not starring role. What do they call it? Uh, Supporting? Supporting role, yes. He's a supporting actor in that movie. Very, very well done. Um, my favorite starring role of Ryan Reynolds is uh, got to be Deadpool. Oh, I've never seen that. Yeah, I know. It's what? I know, I know, I know. I want to. It's so funny. I've heard. He's awesome. Yeah, he is. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Uh, he is not in Guardians of the is Galaxy. That, what is he in? Oh, he's in. Oh, who's, oh, I'm thinking of Chris Pratt. They kind yeah. of are similar. Uh, Just Friends. Have you seen it? Uh, yes, he's great in that in the fat suit. Yes, <laughs> Just Friends is awesome. Just great Friends holiday. Great. Movie. Um, yeah, no, he's he's good. All right, everybody, let's give you some more news and notes in case the COVID list wasn't enough. Not my favorite topic, not the most exciting stuff, but obviously very important. Leonard Fournette missed practice with an ankle injury. 
They face the Saints on Sunday night. They don't have Giovanni Bernard, so maybe you would get the passing downs role from Ronald Jones. So if Ronald Jones were to start, where would he be ranked? Uh, top 20. You know, I, I think, again, you look at this offense and, um, you know, you buy into what Leonard Fournette has been doing and then you just downgrade it, you know, probably by like 20 or 30%, but still starting running back. So starting caliber running back. So I would probably start Ronald Jones over Ezekiel Elliott, over, um, over maybe, nah, I'm, no, I was going to say maybe the Cardinals running backs, just knowing that they're going to split it, but it's Detroit. Um but I would probably, I mean, I start him over Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Wow. Start him over Devontae Freeman. Man, that's a lot of faith in him because Fournette's only bad game, I'd say, since he became the feature back, was against the Saints. Uh, he ran horribly. But, and Zeke, Jamie, <laughs> Zeke said it's the best he's felt another week. I'll tell you what, Leonard Williams will sway a lot of this. Williams trying to play with one arm. Nah, he shouldn't sway that much. Their run defense stinks anyway. But yeah, he's... You take him out of that, though. It's even worse. It is much worse. Aaron Jones mispractice. Uh, right now, I think we expect him to play, but he was out yesterday. Elijah Mitchell... I'll tell you what. I would like it if he's at. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people would. Elijah Mitchell has not practiced, so he's still in the concussion protocol. David Montgomery mispracticed with an illness. Marquise Brown, same thing. Uh, Green Bay left tackle David Bakhtiari was in pads. They really could use some help on the offensive line. TJ Hawkinson out for the season. What a bummer. He f right now, I think he's the number seven tight end in PPR. That's not per game, but he actually has been okay. Minnesota is hopeful that Adam Thielen will play. Lamar Jackson mispracticed. What about Lamar Jackson right now? Uh, doesn't sound good. I mean, we'll obviously you know probably have a better indication on the uh, mailbag show because we'll find out if he practices or not by then. But uh, I think there was the NFL Network report, Mike Garofalo, saying that they were hoping Thursday he would return, and the fact that he didn't return on Thursday is a bad sign. Uh, Terry McLaurin did position drills. He's making good progress. J.D. McKissick, not quite as optimistic there. He's still missing practice. Darren Waller's out. David Njoku is in. Kareem Hunt is out. Javante Williams missed practice. He's expected to play. Steelers defense getting healthier in this game against Tennessee. T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, Robert Spillane, all practiced in full. Joe Hayden was limited. That's good news. Good to see him back out there. Josh Allen was limited, but he's expected to play against Carolina. Starla Tulele, defensive tackle, key player for the Bills. He was limited in practice as he tries to come back from an absence. Jalen Hurts, Jordan Howard, Miles Sanders, all limited. Same with Damian Harris. Are you assuming that Howard, Sanders, and Harris... And Damian Harris play. I think you have to at this point. You know, we'll, uh, the nice thing about the Patriots situation is you'll know Saturday, so that will impact your, you know, your decisions for Sunday. But you obviously have to pay attention because it's a night game on Saturday, so don't forget about that. But if Harris plays, uh, I, I think I give him a slight nod over Ramondre Stevenson, but it's so tricky because Stevenson has been practicing all week and you know, seemingly the, the healthier of the two. And if you look at the projections on our site uh, from Sportsline, they like Stevenson better. So it, it's it's really one of those decisions where it's probably going to be whoever scores the touchdown of the two. Because last time we saw them, Stevenson got a lot of work against against Buffalo. Uh, in terms of the Eagles, uh, yes, I'm expecting them all to play. So I would rank them Sanders 1, Howard 2, and probably avoid the other two in terms of Scott and Gainwell. But Howard, I think, has some flex appeal because of all the injuries in in Washington. Uh, Sanders has you know starting appeal as a number two option. And then... I almost feel like at this point, 
I would like the Eagles to rest Jalen Hurts one more week, and then fantasy managers can maybe pivot to Gardner Minshew as a streamer because we saw against a very a, a team that you can run against when he started against the Jets. He still got you 22 fantasy points, and I think he could be in that range once again. Yeah, and I think Hurts is really tough. I think he's one of the toughest players. If I were ranking, he'd be one of my toughest players to rank. I mean, start sit decisions, he's going to be a real challenge for me. If he were fully healthy, I'd be very confident. Washington has no defensive players, and they give up the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Adam, I went into the week with Jalen Hurts as the start of the week. Oh, there uh, you go. I, I, I was writing it. Um, I usually write this Wednesday, and, you know, it's it's my entire day. It's, you know, I mean, you see, anybody reads it sees how long it is. So it's 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 a bear to write. And I say the start of the week for the end because we send out the the positions throughout the day. And so Jalen Hurts the entire day was, okay, start of the week. And then I'm reading practice reports as I'm writing it, you know, and, and I usually try to get it to our editors by around five o'clock. Um, and it's like 4.55 and I still haven't started writing yet. And I'm reading all these practice reports about Jalen Hurts, about splitting reps and how he says he feels. And I'm like, I can't make him the start of the week. I'm going to, you know, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, made the decision to go with James Robinson and it was, uh, uh, you know, worked out obviously from the Urban Meyer standpoint, but I loved Jalen Hurts this week and still do if he plays. But you know, the fact that he's not 100% is 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 trouble. And your James Robinson pick looks even better. Daryl Bevel gave him a vote of confidence, said he is the starter and will be treated as such. Yep. Josh Reynolds was limited with a thigh injury. Riley Reef, right tackle for the Bengals, he is out this week at Denver. All right, let's do beat the waiver wire. I'm just going to refer back to my. Tuesday notes from the waiver wire show. And I'll tell you the quarterbacks you could be looking at. Uh, I think uh, Tua, Tua at the saints. If he's still available, Taysom Hill, if anybody drops him or something like that, Ben Roethlisberger's at Kansas city. It's not great. It's not great. Cam Newton against Tampa Bay. What's that? Yeah. Week Week 16. 16, Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not bad, but I don't think you want to trust Matt Ryan against Detroit or anything like that. If you want a tight end, Evan Ingram is at Philadelphia. Noah Fant is at Las Vegas. They are horrible against tight ends. Uh, Cole Komet is at Seattle. They are horrible against tight ends. CJ Uzama against Baltimore. They are horrible against tight ends. Brevin Jordan against the Chargers. They are horrible against tight ends, especially if Derwin James doesn't play. And uh, James O'Shaughnessy at the Jets. Those are the tight ends who have the best matchups. Ingram, Fant, Komet, Uzama, Brevin Jordan, and James O'Shaughnessy. Most likely, if you're stashing anyone, it's going to be a DST. And you could look at the Falcons against Detroit. You could look at the Jaguars and Jets game and see if you want someone there. Uh, the Chargers, oh, you can't stash them anymore, but they're at Houston. The Eagles. The Eagles are a great choice. They First of all, this week you can use them, and then next week yeah. they have the Giants, and then the following week they have Washington again. Yep. Seattle against Chicago, Denver at Las Vegas, and the Dolphins at the Saints. Some good DSTs. If you don't want to stash one, there should be a plenty on the waiver wire, I think, especially when we're talking about only If you have a buy, you should be picking up the Eagles. Yeah, pick up the Eagles for sure. And I don't know if there are any other players that, you know, were last week's Rashad Penny other than handcuffs. I can't really, you know... Think of anybody who could take over the starting role anyway. Well, I mean, you you should probably pick up Ronald Jones just in case Fournette reaggravates his injury during the week. Um, How so about Malcolm Brown. Huh? Oh, sorry. How about Malcolm Brown? I guess, but I mean, I would imagine if everybody's healthy, it's still Gaskin's job, and you're hoping for Malcolm Brown to fall into the end zone if he's the second guy. What were you going to say about the Bears? Well, David Montgomery showed up with an illness. Um, so did Khalil Herbert, 
So who knows what that means? It's non-COVID related, but still, you could look at Khalil Herbert just in case something happens to David Montgomery. Um, I, I, Jordan Howard is is under rostered to me. He's twenty two percent rostered. Jordan Howard is a very good call. Yes, uh, I would also say you might want to if you have a roster spot a deeper league and he got dropped. Maybe Zach Moss because last time they played the Patriots, remember it was a bad weather situation. They did elevate him if they go back to him at any point. You know, yeah. maybe in the, the final two games of the season. And there are a lot of wide receivers that are out there. Maybe Rondale Moore gets an uptick with Hopkins out for the year. Uh, he's 38% rostered. Um, Will Fuller, 22%. I don't know if you want that. But Alan Lazard, 18%. Josh Reynolds. Uh, well, how about St. Brown? Where is Amandra St. Brown? He is He is 45% rostered. There's some guys. Jacoby Myers, 54%. Okay, anyway. Let's go to one question for each game. Start getting into the slate. Seven NFC home games. Washington, Philadelphia. Who is the best running back in this game? The best running back in this game for me will be Miles Sanders if he's healthy. And then Antonio Gibson. I'm so concerned about Gibson. This is a... I, I sh- Let me change it, as a matter of fact. I should have put him as a like-but-don't-love guy for today's show. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, just nervous. Um, you know, if McKissick plays, doesn't seem that way, then you lose, you know, potential passing downs work. But uh, the fact that McKissick is uh, still not clear the concussion protocol is a good sign for Gibson. But, I mean, this is a rested defense coming off a bye. Uh, they've been, you know, good at times against the run. I think this is going to be uh, a banged-up Taylor Heineke for sure. Maybe no Terry McLaurin. They're going to be on the, the defense is going to be on yeah. the field all day. That's the problem, the time of possession, the Eagles yep. – have been dominating with that. They have not given up more than eight non-PPR fantasy points to a running back in six straight games. That's when they went to their run-heavy, control-the-clock offense. And only one running back has more than 12 PPR fantasy points in those six games. That was Ingram, and he had 14. It's been a terrible matchup for running backs. Uh, How about Minnesota-Chicago? Do you trust David Montgomery, assuming he plays? Monday night, do you trust David Montgomery? Yes. I think you saw his work in the passing game against Packers was good. Uh, from Justin Fields, so I, I hope that will continue. Um, yeah, I don't think he's a number one running back, but I think he's a safe number two guy. Seattle and the Rams, how are we feeling about Rashad Penny? I feel better that Alex Collins is not going to play, or at least trending in that direction. Uh, we'll find out what they do with Peterson. Sounds like he will play. But I think, you know, you, you saw the upside for what Penny can be. And um, let me I'll see if I can find it as the show goes on, or when we get to that game. Um, there was a pretty good stat about what he does and you, you know, I can probably just look it up. Uh, what he does in games where he has 10 plus carries, it's been like fantastic production. I can't imagine he's getting less than 10 carries this week. So, you know, if that workload holds, he's got a chance to be successful. Dallas and the Giants, Zeke or Barkley? Uh, Zeke, Barkley, Zeke, Barkley. Um, <laughs> probably Zeke. Barkley makes me so nervous. Yeah. What are they ahead of Rashad Penny? Yeah. <laughs> How many good running backs are there this week? Three. <laughs> uh, Arizona and Detroit. One of them played last night. Who is the best wide receiver in the Arizona-Detroit game? Best wide receiver in the Arizona-Detroit game. I have it ranked right now. Non-PPR, Kirk, Mamre St. Brown, A.J. Green. In PPR, I think I have it ranked. Mamre St. Brown, Kirk, A.J. Green. 
That, that, is, we, that is wild. <laughs> uh, St. Brown ahead of those. I mean, it's not that wild, I guess. But I don't know if can I can you tell do me it. with any certainty who's going to be the best Cardinals receiver this week. No, definitely not. I, I think Kirk is sort of becoming big player bust. And Green has crushed him in red zone targets this year. So I'd probably lean Green. But no, I can't tell you with certainty. I, I just worried about St. Brown having, you know, a 30-yard game. And it's been very uh, It might be a 30-yard game, but it'd be nine catches for 30 yards. <laughs> that could be. I mean, no Hawkinson certainly helps. And right now, still no sign of Swift. So I think that, you know, that makes sense. There's a safety thing there. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Russell Gage or Brandon Ayuk? Brandon Ayuk. And New Orleans, Tampa Bay. Would you start Mike Evans, given his terrible history against the Saints in the Marshawn Lattimore era? He has one game in nine tries with more than 13 PPR fantasy points. One game. Incredible. Uh, Mike Evans. Yes, I still trust him. <laughs> okay. How about Taysom Hill? Uh... I have a really tough call to make, you know, and I think this is something probably a lot of people are dealing with. You know, do you trust Cousins in a primetime game? Do you trust Russell Wilson without Tyler Lockett? Do you trust Tua Tungvaluwa without Jalen Waddle? Or do you trust Taysom Hill against that defense? And so the way I have it ranked right now is Cousins, Tua, Taysom, Wilson. And so all from, I think, 9 through 13. Okay. <laughs> That's tough. So, all right, that's going to bring us to our games. Now, look, this is almost 37 minutes in, and we haven't gotten to a game yet because of all the COVID news. So I'm going to do the start meter here for the last three games we're going to get to, which might not be until uh, the games start on Sunday. But Arizona and Detroit. Kyler Murray, 0-10. to 10. Uh, 9. James Conner, if he plays. 9. Chase Edmonds, if Conner plays. 5. Chase Edmonds, if Connor's out. Nine. A.J. Green, Christian Kirk. Uh, eight for Kirk, seven for Green. Ertz. Six. How about Craig Reynolds? Four. Reynolds or Chase Edmonds, if Connor plays? Edmonds. In PPR, Reynolds and not. How about St. Brown? Obviously, you like a lot. Um, Josh Reynolds? Five. Cardinals DST. Ten. Atlanta and San Francisco. Matt Ryan. How about our friend Jay Darren Darst asking about the Raiders DST or the Cardinals DST? No, I get it. I, I, we both said Cardinals, but where'd you end up with the Raiders DST? 13, I think. Okay. Uh, Atlanta, San Francisco. Matt Ryan. Uh, two. Cordaro Patterson. He's an interesting beat the waiver wire guy against the Lions. Yeah. Uh, Cordaro Patterson. Uh, 15. Yeah, I, this... I, he comes through every week, so he's a must start. You can't. I mean, it, it's it's a question of start or succeed. Start, he's 100%. Yeah. Succeed, you know, probably an eight. It's just he's not getting catches anymore. He's just a, strictly a running back. He had targets last week, though. Okay, I hope, I hope so. The, the Niners' run defense has been very good. Uh, who else in this game? Mike Davis. Uh, Mike Davis is a four. Russell Gage. Seven. Mike Davis or Craig Reynolds? Uh, Reynolds in non-PPR. Davis in PPR. 
Gage is a seven. Kyle Pitts. Oh, boy. Um, what did I say for Ertz? A six? Uh, five. Garoppolo. Five. Jeff Wilson. Four. Debo Samuel. Fifteen. Ayuk. Uh, eight. Debo Samuel and Patterson are basically running backs now. Ex- oh, exclusive. I mean, I've been saying it all week. That's a Spider-Man meme. They're going to look at each other and go, hey, look. <laughs> uh, Kittle is a 15. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Taysom Hill. Uh, seven. Wow, that's high. That's high. Okay, how about Kamara? I mean, you know what's going to happen. He's going to have probably 13 to 15 fantasy points going into the fourth quarter. Going into the last drive. Maybe going into the last drive. He'll have a turnover. No, in the fourth quarter, he'll have a turnover to drop him down. I'm going to say he has 15 points going into the fourth quarter. He'll have a turnover to drop him down to 13 points. And then he will have a touchdown drive that he scores somehow, throwing or rushing, and he gets to 20 fantasy points. Okay. How about uh, Kamara? 21 fantasy points. He'll get two points, non-touchdown, and then the six. Kamara or Hill? Kamara is a must-start running back. Okay. Uh, any wide receiver for the Saints? Uh, no. Trey Kwan would be the best, but no. Nick Vanette? If you're desperate. Tom Brady? A billion. Yeah. I Bad history against this team. I know he had a huge game in, in uh, earlier this year, but a little bit of a struggle. How about, we talked about Fournette and Jones. Uh, Evans, you said, is a must-start, so Gronk. Okay, but start the Bucks. All right, finally, it is time to go to the games. Washington at Philadelphia. Your updated stat of the game every week will tell you about Philadelphia against tight ends. A tight end has 77 yards or a touchdown in nine straight games against the Eagles. What do you think about Seals-Jones? I think he's a good streamer. You know, it's... Um... It's a great matchup. You know, you just have to wonder, was last week to shake the rust off game or was that last week an indication of he's not going to assume the lead role completely and it'll be shared between him and Bates. So I buy into it if I'm stuck, you know, so he's definitely in that range of Tyler Higby and uh, David Njoku, like we talked about earlier. But I think those guys, at least, you know, that they're locked into their scenarios. But um, desperation, I would start like I haven't ranked ahead of Noah Fant. I just can't. Trust Fant at this point. You know, Fant is a, probably just as good a matchup. You know, the Eagles are no longer worse against tight ends. Uh, who has passed them? Chargers. <laughs> yes. The Chargers now, just barely, in non-PPR, give up more fantasy points to Philadelphia. I'm not sure about, than Philadelphia to tight ends. Not sure about PPR. Here's a new stat of the game. Oh, I already gave it. It's about how good the Eagles have been against running backs in their last six games, and they're allowing 3.98 yards per carry to running backs. They're seeing just 17.3 running back carries per game in their last six games. To put that in perspective, if they had done that over a full season, that would be the second fewest in the NFL. Only Tampa Bay sees fewer running back carries than what the Eagles have seen in their last six games. They're controlling the clock. Four of their last six games, it's 35 minutes or more of possession. So what do we do with Gibson? I mean, at least if McKissick doesn't play, I can hope that he catches a few passes. But there are a lot of questionable running backs. How about the NFC East guys? Uh, you said you like Sanders better than Gibson. What about Zeke Barkley Gibson? Uh, I have Gibson ranked ahead of them right now. You know, I, I don't want to fall into, and I hope people don't, you know, of last week is 
what he is now, you know, because he fumbled and they were just, you know, completely game scripted out of it. And he, he didn't uh, do much at the end of the game, you know, when they were really down and, and the Cole Holcomb interception kind of changed the score a little bit. So I'm hoping that um, the workload in the passing game is there, you know, think about where we were at the start of his positive stretch, where it was the Tampa Bay game. Remember bad matchup. And he ended up getting over 20 carries and finding the end zone, you know, so they, they're, they're not going to just roll over to Philadelphia, even though they're so beat up. So, you know, unless this game gets completely out of whack, uh, Gibson will still have an opportunity, I think, to score and to, uh, you know, grind his way to, you know, decent total yard. So not a number one run. Like last week, he was in my top five. This week, yeah. he's, you know, barely in my top 20. Yeah, they, I just, he, he's so much better when they win, you know, than when they can control the clock and run the ball like they want to. And so it's going to be tough with their defense the way it is right now. Uh, Sony Michelle or Fournette? Um, Michelle, oh, Fournette, I'm sorry. Uh, you, Fournette, why did I say Fournette? Sony Michelle or Gibson? Yeah, I was thinking Gibson, I'm sorry. Um, you were right. Michelle. You said Michelle? Okay. Yeah, that's if Henderson's out. If Henderson's in, I'll probably go Gibson. Uh, how do you feel about Terry McLaurin this week? Don't love him. I mean, obviously, you're going to see Darius Slay struggled against the Eagles in two games last year uh, where Slay played a lot on him. And so, banged up, quarterback banged up, game script. He's not a top 24 receiver. You know, he'll be in the top 30, but two receiver leagues, I would say. Would you go with Ayuk, Russell Gage, McLaurin? All the other guys over McLaurin. Pittman or McLaurin? <sighs> Probably McLaurin over Pittman. The Eagles have really given up five or six good games to wide receivers this year. And they're pretty much all stars. Debo Samuel, Tyreek Hill, Antonio Brown, Keenan Allen, and Elijah Moore. Those are the only five wide receivers who have scored more than 14 PPR fantasy points. And the Tyreek Hill game was, you know, they made an effort to put Slay on Kelsey. Yeah. Um, and four of those five had 12 to 13 targets. Debo only had eight. It has been a long time since Terry McLaurin has had 12 to 13 targets. Okay, let's see. So that pretty much covers Washington. A little hesitant on basically all of them. We're sitting Heineke. Uh, Seals Jones is a decent sleeper. He didn't play a lot last week, but when he was healthy and Logan Thomas was out, he was playing basically every snap. So that's why Jamie said hopefully it was a, it was a shake the rust off game for Seals Jones. On the other side of the ball, okay. Jalen Hurts, man. So where have you settled on Hurts right now? Who has this ankle injury who earlier this week was splitting reps with Gardner Minshew, but he's facing, like, just look at what Cam Newton did a few weeks ago. That's got to be on your mind against Washington. They're, they have no defensive linemen. Oh, man. Where'd you settle on Hurts as of now? I mean, I have him ranked as if he's playing full go, you know, which is seven. So, you know, assuming he gets a full practice in today, I will leave him there. If he doesn't, then I'll probably drop him down a spot or two. Uh, but once we get into that 8-9 range, it's just the murky quarterbacks. So if he's out, Gardner Minshew is a top-12 quarterback. Who do, you, who, who do you like better? I mean, would you rather be Minshew or Hurts? Who would you rank higher? I would... Both healthy? Yes. Well, Hurts. no. Hurts playing, but he's obviously got the ankle injury. There's no way he's no, going to be. Well, I, I guess I was getting at if if you told me Hurts is healthy, where would I rank him? Or if you tell me he's out and Minshew's playing, yeah, so healthy enough to play, obviously Jalen Hurts, but but dealing with the ankle injury like he is right now. If they say he's healthy enough to play and he gets through a full practice on Friday, I will have him where I have him ranked. 
if he's limited, but he's still starting, then I will probably, depending on what happens with Jalen Waddle and Tyler Lockett, uh, put him behind those guys. So still in the top 12, 13 range, no lower than that, but down near the bottom of that. All right. Uh, Miles Sanders, where are you going to end up with him in your rankings if he plays? Looks good. Top 20. Okay. Top 20. You know, I mean, it's just such a good opportunity. Now, he may lose goal line touches. He may lose passing down work. You know, you just never know. But this defense, like you said, it's so beat up. Now, they may get guys back, you know, depending on how the protocols change. So just keep that in mind. So, you know, don't don't yell at us because you said, start Miles Sanders. And then all of a sudden, you know, they're all healthy. Jonathan Allen's playing, et cetera. So just keep that in mind. But I think as of now, knowing what we know, uh, Sanders plays. You got you to gotta feel pretty good about it. But honestly, they run on everyone. I mean, if, if Hurts is playing, they run on everyone. And they ran all over the but Saints. It's, not, it, it's it's who will run on all of them. You know, it, it is. we have not seen Miles Sanders healthy, Jordan Howard healthy at the same time. We did once. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the New Orleans game. Uh, Sanders had 16 carries for 94 yards. And Howard had... 10 carries for 63 yards. And that the game he left? Maybe. Yeah, I think so. And then Boston Scott came in with six carries in that game for 16 yards. But Sanders, I mean, Sanders has been just freaking crushing it in terms of on a per carry basis against the Saints, Giants, and Jets. Uh, so they, they were just running on everyone. But they've had pretty easy matchups except for the Saints, and they, you know, embarrassed the Saints. Washington is a terrific run defense. I mean, they might be one of the three best run defenses when they're healthy. It is something to keep in mind. Devontae Smith or Terry McLaurin? McLaurin. This is a matter of, like, Smith needs to score. That's that's yeah. bottom. He's just not going to get a lot of targets. Uh, if Gardner Minshew plays, would you move Smith up? No. Okay. How about Dallas Goddard? Let's talk about Goddard versus Pitts. There's only one guy to compare Goddard to, in my opinion. Goddard's better than Pitts. Uh, it's Dawson Knox because, you know, you have these two guys. You see what the upside is for both of them. Um, Goddard against the Jets, you know, he's, he's, he's always capable of something like that. Maybe not two scores, but one and, you know, 60 yards. Knox has been so good. And will they throw a lot against the Panthers? That's always, you know, on the table for them. But you said this a lot about Cole Beasley. You know, when they win, their, their pass attempts are down for Josh Allen. So, yeah. Um, they're going to win this game against the Panthers most likely. So uh, I like Knox better. I have that decision to make in a non-PPR league. In PPR, it's easy. I would go Goddard over Knox. But in non-PPR, I think Knox is uh, better. And there's one other guy I think that I would put in that conversation now, and that's Gasicki. I start Goddard regardless. Over Gasicki? Yeah. Okay. All right, Philadelphia's DST. Well, I guess that's a fair point. Maybe Gasicki if, if Waddle's out. Right, right. Um, right, so it's like, you got your must starts, and then you got you got Goddard, uh, Knox, Gasicki, maybe those three. Yeah, Fryermuth. Fryermuth, okay. All right, Philadelphia DSD, start them up and stash them for next week. They're 58% rostered. We're going to take a 30-second break. When we come back, we got Minnesota at Chicago. Kirk Cousins, prime time. Oh, no. All right, what does that mean? What has it been? What are the recent trends with Cousins playing in prime time? We'll tell you right after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. 
Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. Minnesota's at Chicago Monday night football. I hope the weather's not terrible. I try to find games of Kirk Cousins playing outdoors in December with Minnesota, and it really hasn't happened much because they have the Dome now. Um, none in 2020, none in 2019. Played at New England on December 2nd in 2018 and scored 10 points. I mean, there's there's really not much here. 2017, he wasn't great in, in three December games. He was good in one of them. So let's talk more about the primetime thing, Jamie. <laughs> Did you go through all the primetime Cousins games? No, but I, I have one that's burning in my brain, which is the Cowboys game where I made him start of the week that week, and he was terrible. Week eight. Yep. And then there was... But prior to that, he'd actually played well. He just has not won. Let's not forget about last week. Thursday night, 17 fantasy points against Pittsburgh. He played a game where it looked like he could have scored a lot more. He had those three almost touchdowns to Justin Jefferson, so it wasn't like he was bad. But here are the numbers. Thursday night, there was a Friday night game. Sunday night and Monday night over the last three seasons. Nine primetime games and only three games with more than 17 fantasy points in six-point-per-passing-touchdown leagues. His one game with more than 22 fantasy points was a Friday night game. And that's not really prime time. Nobody's watching on Friday night. You got other things to do, even during the pandemic. So really bad in prime time over the last three years. But the problem with this stat is if you go to four years ago, his first year with Minnesota, he scored 36, 24, 32, and 12 fantasy points in four primetime games. So is it fluky? I don't know. He, he was amazing in 2018 and has struggled since with the Vikings in primetime. Anyway, the Bears do allow the third most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, That's more important. That is more important. And Eddie Jackson's on the COVID list. So what do you think? I would start him. You know, I, I think, like you said, he could have had such a huge game against the Steelers. If Justin Jefferson catches the one, you know, he makes a better throw on another. Um, the, the, the problem I think is how great is Dalvin cook? Because you know, he's going to be great. Uh, Dara saw back, which I think is the, the case. He's trending in the right direction. It's huge for the offensive line. So I'll have protection, but the question always becomes, is this a big game for him? Not necessarily because of prime time, but is this a big game where he tends to, you know, sort of shrivel up a little bit and it's a big game. You know, they're well within the playoff hunt. They got to win this game. You know, they can't afford to take their foot off the gas, especially depending on what happens with some other teams in the NFC. So in if this was a Sunday game and you don't factor in the primetime scenario, he's, you know, maybe six or seven. I think he might have a rank that way. I'm more worried about bad conditions. You know, December, it's going to be... Not supposed to be bad though, right? No, it's not. I'm going to double check right now. I wish there was more of a history. Oh, you know what? He played a lot of cold weather games in in Washington. Obviously, all of his home That's games. So then, yeah, I know. I, I guess so. Right. I think we're not really too concerned about the primetime thing. Just come through, man, and and uh, I guess you can start Cousins. So Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, their starts. Uh, how about Osborne? The toughest thing with Osborne is this possibility of Thielen coming back and it being a Monday night game. But but also he's. You know, he is K.J. Osborne, and if he didn't have the long touchdown, a 62-yard touchdown catch, he's awful last week. But the targets, you have to buy into it. Nine targets in that game. I mean, he's been so consistent when the targets have been up. Just however he gets it done, he's getting it done. It's true. 
14.6 or more PPR fantasy points in five of six games with six to nine targets. 76 you know more yards in six. Start his career. Buffalo. Yeah. Oh, yeah, come on. I know. He transferred to Miami from Buffalo. All right, so Osborne or McLaurin? Oh, Osborne. Wow, okay. Osborne or Metcalf? Would have been closer. It's closer if Tyler Lockett plays, but Metcalf. I'm probably going to have to end up sitting Osborne because I started Mike Williams. Ah! Turn around. It's a 30-yard play. Okay, Bears give up the fourth most points to wide receivers. The league where I started Mike Williams, I'm playing against Mahomes. Oh, that was so. That was bad for you then. Oh yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. Uh, Tyler Conklin, any interest here? Um, Tyler Conklin. Uh, no, you don't have interest no. in him. Yeah, you starting to joke over him? Yes. Let's go to the Bears. No, Fields is Fields is not terrible. I mean, you know, if you give love to Cam Newton, you got to give some to Justin Fields. He's running a lot too, but um, only give six touchdowns. To well, not this week, but I mean, in the past, if we say, oh, "Oh, Cam Newton's got the rushing floor," you know, Fields is running a lot. Yeah, I was just saying he's hasn't been that bad lately. Twenty-seven, no, I, nineteen, I was, and twenty-one points. In I was I was impressed with what he did against the Packers. You know, I mean, a lot of it, you know, was the Jakeem Grant, Demir Bird plays. I, almost him. all of it was. <laughs> I mean, but, let's be real. You know, I, I thought he handled himself well. I like the fact that he ran for 74 yards. You know, um, the one turnover was horrible, the pick six. But, you know, I thought for coming off the bench, essentially, for not playing the two previous games, still dealing with the rib injury in that environment, you know, let your playmakers make plays. Vikings give up the fourth most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Would you start Fields or Garoppolo? Uh, fields, because I think he's going to have to do more. I think the the 49ers, it's so weird because I don't trust their run game per se because of Debo Samuel. Or I, I don't trust their running backs because of Debo Samuel. Uh, I think they'll be able to run on the Packers. Okay. And David Montgomery, you have in the, everybody has in the top 15, top 12 in full PPR. I just say I'm not quite as convinced on Montgomery. I'm very nervous because he's only had one game with Justin Fields where he's caught a lot of passes. Yes, I know it was the most recent one, but... I don't know, man. It's he just hasn't had enough good games this year. Maybe it's a reflection of the state of running back this week. Uh, you know, there aren't a ton that you're super confident in. But I understand most people are going to start Montgomery. You're going to start James Robinson over him, right? Uh, yes. You know, and if we get to a situation where Daryl Henderson is ruled out, I would start Michelle over Montgomery. If we get to a situation where one of the Broncos guys is ruled out, I would start one of them over Montgomery. If we get to a situation where Aaron Jones is rolled out. I would start AJ Dillon over Montgomery, so he may get bumped down a little bit. Okay. Would you start KJ Osborne or David Montgomery? Uh, I'm Montgomery. Mo- uh, Mooney or Osborne? Um, Mooney. Tell me why you like Darnell Mooney. I, I made a strong case against him last week, and he ended up with one catch for 19 yards. But part of that was Allen Robinson, and part of that was the matchup. So... Those two factors don't exist here. Minnesota's terrible against receivers. Is that why you like him? Yeah, I mean, they give up the most fancy points of the position. You know, so it's not like he was playing poorly with Justin Fields before Fields went down. Dalton was just peppering him with more targets. But, you know, you went through that start of that stretch where he was good. Uh, I think it was 12 or more points in the in the two games before Fields went down. Um, small sample size, but, you know, I think he's going to get targets. I think they're chasing points. I think the secondary's bad. I hope he gets matched up on Breland. 
And so I think Mooney's got a chance for, you know, some for some big plays. Okay. Would you start Darnell Mooney or let's see. Let's do a running back. Darnell Mooney or Melvin Gordon, assuming Javante Williams plays. Uh, I would start Melvin Gordon. I mean, it's look, it's it's starting Darnell Mooney, but it's not like he's a slam dunk. You have to start Darnell Mooney. Well, I don't think you have to start Melvin Gordon if Javante. Well, oh, I would plays. start Melvin Gordon. Well, you have him. You have Gordon eighteenth. Yeah. See, to me, a guy who's ranked eighteenth this week at running back isn't a great start. And that's Javante Williams. That's Melvin Gordon. It's Saquon Barkley. Sure. It's just a bad. Is it a bad running back week? Or am I making that up? Uh, yeah, I mean, you asked me before how many must-start guys I said three. It's, oh, right, right. I did ask you that. Right? <laughs> uh, Minnesota's DST just outside the top 12. Don't love them. Seattle at the Rams. Stat of the game number one. This is wild. I would love... Now, just, oh, just to right. back up one second. Okay, back I, up. I think with the, the Bears, you got to keep an eye on this illness that's they're dealing with. Because it's non-COVID now, but one guy tests positive for COVID. Who knows what the hell they'll do? I don't even know why we're doing this show. We're gonna have to do a brand new one on on Sunday morning. <laughs> it's just, things are gonna change so much. It's crazy. Well, we do. It's two separate ones, but we do. What do you mean? Shows on Sunday morning. Oh yeah, no, I, I know. Yes, yeah, so yes, you can watch 10 a.m. Eastern on HQ, and uh, until one, and then 11:30 a.m. on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash/FantasyFootball until one. Uh, we will answer your start sit questions, but it's obviously it's gonna be a, a wacky week. Seattle at the Rams. This is really interesting. It's probably just for Van Jefferson. But the Seahawks, they allow the most passing yards per game. But they've seen the most pass attempts. They're th- they got the third lowest touchdown rate, though. They have a great run defense. Um, but yeah, they give up a lot of passing yards. They just don't give up a lot of passing touchdowns or receiving touchdowns, at least to wide receivers especially. They've given up one touchdown catch to a wide receiver in their last nine games, and that was Jamal Agnew. I know I bring that up a lot, but it keeps happening. They did give up 100 yards to Cooks last week. But, you know, you look at the Rams. Stafford has been on fire. Three straight games with 28 or more points. Cup is cup. What about Van Jefferson? How do you feel about him? Let's do without Beckham and then with Beckham. With Beckham, he's a number three receiver. Without Beckham, he's he's a borderline must-start guy. Is he ahead of... Mooney. Without, yes. Without Beckham. Okay. Stafford, you love this week? Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, love him less with the loss of Beckham, but still love him. And then if Henderson is out, this is a big if game, right? If Henderson is out, Sony Michelle would be top 12? Yes. And if Henderson plays, what do you do? Back end of the starting group. I'd still start him over Henderson, but with a lot less confidence. So the the I start Sanders over him. I would start Barkley over him. I would start Zeke over him. I just don't I don't know what to do. You know, we just haven't seen it since Michelle has taken sort of this lead role. And he, I think if Michelle had been better last week, I know there was some times where he ran well, but I think if he was like looked like he did against the Jaguars two games ago, there's no doubt. Like how could the Rams go away from that? Now they love yeah. him. They love what he's been doing, but do they love him enough that they're going to say Daryl Henderson's not going to have a significant role? So the Seahawks have a very good run defense. 3.71 yards per carry to running backs. But you know the deal. They give up the most receiving yards per game to running backs. And you get guys that usually don't catch a lot of passes, that catch a ton of passes against Seattle. Henderson did not have a catch last week. I'm sorry, Michelle did not have a catch last week, but he had three in each of the previous two games he played without Daryl Henderson. And he had 20 carries in all three games. 
Yep. So he may not have a great rush average, but he's going to get a ton of work. And there's a good chance he has a lot of catches because that's just what happens against Seattle. Uh, okay. How about... That's it for that game. Oh, for that team, right? And Oh, uh, no. There's Higby. You already talked about Higby, though. He's not a bad streamer. Scored against him the last time. You know, I think we've seen at times this Seahawks defense just crack against tight ends. Yeah. Um, you know, so... It's just a matter of how many targets he's going to get. And you would think there's going to be an uptick in targets if there is no Beckham. So I, I don't mind him. Like, I, I was just thinking about this as you brought up this game. Like, I'm going to end up, this is going to be a decision that cost me playoffs, is that I went with the joke over Higby. Mm. It, and what are you going to end up doing? You're going, I thought you said you're going to go with Higby. No, no, I'm going with the joke. You're going with the joke. Okay. Yeah. So, all right, that's the Rams. How about the Seahawks? They're much more interesting here. <laughs> Russell Wilson. If Lockett and Metcalf play, he's a low-end starter. If Metcalf is the only guy, it's so tough to say he's a slam-dunk guy. But then, again, who are you starting Russell Wilson? Who are you starting over Russell Wilson becomes the question. You know, So um, I would start Tua over him with or without Waddle if there's no Lockett. I would start Hurts at less than 100% over Wilson if there's no Lockett. I would start uh, Taysom Hill over Wilson if there's no Lockett. But then it gets to Garoppolo or Wilson. Price, let's take with Wilson. Would it be Roethlisberger? No. Huh? Roethlisberger? That's a tough one for me. I'd probably go Ben. Okay. Rashad Penny. We laid it out on Wednesday's show. We talked a lot about Rashad Penny, but the Rams' run defense has just been nasty. Uh, in their last six games, they're giving up 3.07 yards per carry to running backs. With some decent competition in there, they've been terrific. And Penny not involved in the passing game. So, did he crack your top twenty-four this week? Uh, he did. I'm going to see if I can find that stat that I brought up about his carries. Um, yes, he's in the top twenty-four. I think it's uh, you know hopefully a good situation for him to you know be the lead guy, and that'll matter. Um, you know, more competitive game I think will matter. No, Alex Collins I think will matter. You know, depending on what they do with the second guy. Um, so it's, uh, it, it's a good situation. You know, I mean, it's a tough matchup and, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, we'll see what he does. I can't find it. I'm sorry. That's okay. Look um, at this question here from Grabastian. Uh, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't have said that. Penny or Zeke? Uh, Zeke, but that's one I've gone back and forth on. Penny or, Penny or, um, Broncos guys? Broncos guys. Penny or Packers guys? Jones, Penny, Dylan. Jones, Penny, Dylan. Uh, Penny or Mooney? Uh, Penny. Okay. How about Metcalf if Lockett? Uh, Metcalf if Lockett's out, is everyone's going to start him. If Lockett plays, Metcalf is where? If Lockett plays, Metcalf is in the Mooney uh, outside top 24 group. Any interest in Gerald Everett this week? A uh, little. I mean, the Rams have been really good against tight ends. Did you see how difficult it was for him to score last week? It's difficult for him to do everything. He, he, yeah, he caught the ball, and he, he was an inch away from the end zone. I feel like it took him a really long time to get in. I was like, what is going on? I mean, on we were watching score? on replay. It looked like he didn't get in. Yeah, it, it should have been such an easy touchdown. Uh, the Rams yeah. DST is interesting. Would you start the Raiders or the Rams? 
Uh, I would start the Rams, especially if there is no locket. All right, here I found the tweet. It's from uh, Mike Sando, who covers the Seahawks for the Athletic, I think. Um, yeah, I think so. All right, he works at Black. So Penny has four career games with 10-plus carries. 16 for 137, two touchdowns last week. 15 for 74 and touchdown against Minnesota. I don't know what year. 14 for 129 and touchdown against Philadelphia. 12 for 108 and touchdown against the Rams. So in the games where he has 10-plus carries, 57 attempts, 448 yards, five touchdowns, 7.8 yards per carry. I wish you hadn't told me that because I I don't really want to start him. <laughs> and Why? I, I'm very nervous. I'm very nervous. This, the run defense has been well, so good. What are your good. choices? Right now, it's him or Michael Carter. Oh, that's it, easy for And me. it's full PPR. That's easy for me. It's Penny for you? Yeah, I mean, I just I, you got to come back from an injury. You're facing a really good defense as well. By the way, Mike Sando. How about Sando Ballet for a team name for him? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jamie, for the courtesy laugh. Uh, yeah, it's, it, like I said, it's going to be Edmonds if Connor's out. If it's not, it's going to be Penny. Uh, Dallas is at the Giants. Stat of the game, Dak Prescott. He's struggling lately, man, but he owns the Giants. His last four healthy games. Remember, he broke his leg uh, last year against the Giants. 1,315 yards is memory for you. 1,315 yards, 14 touchdowns, and one interception. Woo, that's in his last four healthy games against the Giants? Yes. Pretty good. It's 26, 27, 41, and 41 fantasy points. Like or love Dak Prescott this week? So um, in my scramble attempt, here's another peek behind the scenes of, holy bleep, it's 5 o'clock, and I don't want to piss off my editors. Who's going to be the start of the week? And initially when I pivoted from Jalen Hurts, I'm like, who's struggling that at least I can you know, give some people some confidence in? And I went to Dak Prescott. So if you did see Stardom sit him for about an hour on Wednesday, Dak Prescott was the start of the week. <laughs> and I was like, who's, who has Dak Prescott and is not starting Dak Prescott? I'm like, this is just too weak. So let me find somebody else who's really been struggling <laughs> and not have the same start percentage because Dak's start percentage definitely was 89%. Now, I throw out the playoffs typically because you never know who's yeah, still around. Right. And so it's, you know, the only flack I usually get is from my colleagues who are a bunch of bleep holes sometimes. Oh, for about sure. Giving me stuff about start of the week. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think Dak's got a good opportunity here. It's a, the, the track record's amazing, so hopefully he delivers. So how do you feel about the Cowboys in general? Who's a confident start for you this in this game? CeeDee Lamb is the best Cowboys player. Um, I, I, I think Zeke could do well. You know, I think what's going to happen with Zeke is does he find the end zone? Because if you tell me he gets 60 total yards, which I think he's going to do, and scores, that's a Zeke game at this point. Yeah, now how many catches? Or twice. I'm going to call it three catches. I, I don't know what it's going to be. But the Giants give up a lot of catches and a lot of receiving yards to running backs. But you brought this up before uh, it started when everybody was coming back that the concern is Lamb's back, Gallup's back, yeah. Cooper's back, yeah. Schultz is there. But that's What's... when he was getting five or six catches. Right. I don't think that's happening. No, I agree with you. Yeah. And if Pollard plays, does it impact? Now he did your... have five targets last week and caught one. Yeah, uh, that's encouraging. If Pollard plays... Does it impact your ranking of Ezekiel Elliott? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I know Corey Clement basically did Pollard production or Pollard workload. Right, but Pollard's better. <laughs> Dramatically. But he's also Pollard, you know. Now here's the here's the bigger concern. Is Pollard playing Clement active and they don't want to work Pollard in fully, so it's now three guys sharing the ball. 
Oh, uh, oh, I man, look, I, I think you, you got to expect a, a like Jamie said, sixty yards. You got you can't expect a ton. You need a touchdown from Zeke. I think he's going to get. I mean, I feel decent about him getting it. You never. It's hard to predict these things, but you know, I think it's a good matchup. He's overdue. He's overdue, and you know, if they get to the end zone, he's got toward the end zone. They've got. Most likely scenario, Zeke is is in the oh, game. Oh, that's where the bat phone comes in, and Jerry yes. Jones is like, I don't care <laughs> what you do. He's getting three three carries inside the five. All right, starter said Amari Cooper. We like him in good Matter matchups. Fact, I'm going to move Zeke up. To where? Uh, you know, not much, but ahead of Barkley. The, uh, the question you asked me earlier, Zeke over Barkley. Okay, Zeke over uh Cooper, starter sit. Uh, start. You know, I think you... you Healthy Cooper, I'll take my chances with him. He may get you the same similar stat line, five for fifty, and not score like he did last week. But I just don't trust this Giants defense very much right now. You start Cooper over Mooney, yes. Over Gage, yes. Over Macho over Grande, Ayuk, over Metcalf, over Parker, over you know it, it's that I, the way that I kind of did my rankings was okay. Over the Parker, last guy? over Parker. Ooh, all right. I'll disagree. I'll go Parker over Cooper. That's fine. They're back to back without obviously so, without Waddle. Yep. Yeah. I have no problem with that. By the way, did you get my, I know you didn't hear it, but do you know my over Macho Grande reference? No. Oh, okay. It's Airplane 2. Terrific scene. Uh, Michael Gallup is more of a number three receiver, but Gallup is getting a ton of targets that you could do worse, especially really in, in DFS. I mean, if you just want a piece of the passing game. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, Schultz, Dalton Schultz, starter sit. I think you got to sit him. I mean, you know, it's such a... Uh, poor opportunity for him because of all everybody there you know this was the fear now he could score certainly would not uh be surprised that happens but can't trust it with everybody healthy so we're going to sit the giants passing game could be mike glennon and jake Fromm in this game uh barkley is really the the biggest question here davis the high guy for sure he's got him in the top 12 you've got him more like 18th i think saquon barkley um yes. Barkley or a Packers running back? Um, Non-PPR, Barkley over both of them. PPR, give me Jones over Barkley. It's very weird. It's not a great run defense per se, but they give up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running backs. They rarely, rarely give up big games to running backs. But Booker was one of the guys who did have a good game, a big game, when he faced the Cowboys when Barkley got hurt. But it just has not been a matchup that running backs go crazy in. It's hard to do. Uh, and we're not starting and they Giants. they just suffocated Gibson. Gibson last week, too. They did. And Micah Parsons is going to... He might as well just line up next to Mike Lennon. He'll be there for most of the game. Uh, all right. Is Sorry. Micah Parsons a defense player of the year as well as a rookie defense player? You know, for a while, I thought it was going to be Trayvon Diggs. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably not qualified to answer this. Aaron Donald's probably better than him. Well, Miles Garrett's in the conversation too. Miles Garrett's been great. Um, Sorensen. The kid is making impact plays. I mean, it's not just that he's getting numbers; he's making impact. Yeah, plays. I he's think going so. To break, if he stays healthy, he's going to break Javon Curse's rookie sack record. Yeah, I, I think it's a great case. There's nobody that's like jumping off the page, except him. If he's not a rookie, he's winning it. Yeah. Um, what about Sorensen? For, no. for player. No, just, <laughs> all right, we got, can we do uh, three games in 10 minutes? You ready? Yes. Arizona at Detroit. Start all, sit all. Next. <laughs> we'll do a little bit longer than that. Yeah. You, you, did you downgrade Kyler Murray without Hopkins? 
Uh, yeah, a couple spots. But he's fifth for you still, or is that outdated? Um, he is top seven. Okay, no streamers over Kyler? No. All right, we've pretty much laid out the running back situation. If Edmonds is the only guy, he's a must-start. If Connor's in, he's back to being a must-start. The li- like the Lions are just the worst. Now, actually, if Connor plays, could this be the matchup that Edmonds actually could be good in? You know, I mean, what do you think? If Connor plays, they're both together. You mean? Yeah, yeah. Because last week, you know, you liked both lo- both. Uh, oh no, I, I Broncos I was, guys. In the yeah, court. I mean, I'm gonna readjust it today, and I think Edmonds gets a bump just because. The matchup is so good, and Connor's not 100%. Now, Edmonds first still has to play. You know, I mean, they, they can still say, you know what? Connor's good. Sit one more week. Make sure you're 100% healthy for the stretch run. You know, so um, Edmonds gets activated. I think you've got to consider him a borderline starter in every format just because, like you said, it's it's a uh, it's a great matchup, and Connor is not going to be 100%. And if uh, if Connor, well, Connor, let's assume Connor, well, it doesn't matter, I guess. Wide receiver question. You said earlier you like St. Brown the best in this game over Green and Kirk in full PPR. You like Kirk better than St. Brown and Green in non-PPR. So do you think any of them have like a big must-start game? Are you treating any of them in that way? No, I think St. Brown is probably like 15 PPR points, you know, so not monster game. I don't think he scores. So you're looking at like, you know, seven for 80 in that range, you know, as a ceiling. Okay. Eight for 70. And I think I may have asked you this earlier, but Ertz or Pitts? Kirk and Green certainly have touchdown potential. Yeah. I probably have Green too low. Ertz or Pitts? Uh, Ertz in PPR for sure. Pitts and uh, maybe Ertz and both. And by the way, you may have Green too low. He might have more touchdown potential. He has the second most red zone targets and second most green zone targets on the team behind DeAndre Hopkins. And I think I may have had one other... Nah, that's that's all I have on that. But yeah, he's been a guy that gets looked at in, in money where they make their money in the end zone, baby. All right, uh, Zach Ertz is a top ten tight end. Jared Goff is not a top ten quarterback. And if Jamal Williams plays, does he become a must start? He had fifteen and seventeen carries in the last two games without Swift. One of them Swift left with an injury. No, I think they would probably split the touches between them. Okay. So you mean no. between him and Craig Reynolds? Yeah, I think he'd be a flex. Okay, obviously if Swift plays, they're going to start him. Um, this is not a good run defense. They just don't get run on a lot, kind of like the Cowboys. And you like St. Brown. He's 44% rostered, and that is it for this game. Arizona's DST is top four. Atlanta at San Francisco. Stat of the game. In six of their last nine games, the Falcons have held a lead running back to 3.85 yards per carry or less. They've actually had a very good run defense. Both of these run defenses are good. Just in terms of per carry, they're good. But I know you're going to start Patterson. Um, So I guess if Elijah Mitchell plays, given how long he's been out, not a lot of practice, not a great matchup, and the Debo factor, would Elijah Mitchell be a slam dunk? He'd be in my top 24. Yeah, so I'd start him over Barkley. I would start him over probably Zeke. I would start him over Gibson. Uh, I'd start him over Dylan and Jones and non-PPR. Um, so that means you'd start him over Penny? I'd start him over Penny. Okay. And Matt Ryan is a sit. Patterson is a start. Russell Gage is a start. And I asked you earlier, Gage or Ayuk? You said Ayuk. So we'll go a little lower then. If uh, if James Conner plays, would you start Chase Edmonds or Russell Gage? Uh, James Conner plays, I'll start Gage. 
Would you start Gage over AJ Green? I would start Gage and PPR, Green and non. Okay. What are we thinking? About 60 I think yards? We have the, is is Mosley playing for the 49ers? No, he's on IR. He's on IR. And they've been hor- they've been really bad without him. It's a really good point because Gage is not only is not just a slot receiver anymore. He's playing outside a lot. Mosley is their best cornerback. I looked at the games in which he either didn't play or left with an injury. It's been bad. So it's something to keep in mind. I think that might help Pitts more so than Gage. It could. Let me see if I can get the exact stat on Mosley here. So Pitts did crack your top 10. I think he's ninth for everyone. Oh, boy. If you don't have the Eagles DST, you better get him now. Oh, what happened? Taylor Heineke tested positive for COVID. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, he did. Also, I saw Cleveland signed quarterback Kyle Lalletta. Yep. So that tells you something about their quarterback situation. Well, they got to cover themselves. Yeah, sure. Well, well then. Definitely not starting McLaurin now. <laughs> uh, no, no. And Gibson's probably a much more riskier play, too. So to the Niners... Garoppolo is uh, outside the top 15. I think he's 15th for for Heath. He's 17th for Jamie. I know you're just thinking they're going to run the ball, win kind of easily, and he throws a lot when they lose, and they're probably not going to lose. Huge game here, by the way, Falcons-Niners. Um, we talked a lot about you. Like, you're not interested in Jeff Wilson, right? Um, no, it's so hard to be. I mean, he's getting so much work, but just not doing anything with it, which is so frustrating, you know, because, I mean, think about where we were last year with him. He was winning people leagues. I know. But Debo is their best running back. Debo is their best running back. And, he, and Wilson doesn't catch the ball. And Debo's a must-start, even though it's been <laughs> a little nerve-wracking lately. Ayuk is a good start. Yeah. We've talked a lot about Ayuk. You can feel, you feel confident in him? Would you say that? No. Oh, he's okay. a good start. <laughs> there just aren't that many great starts. And uh, let's go to New Orleans, Tampa Bay, because you're starting George Kittle, and the Niners DST is also. Uh, it's funny you mention that. I have that decision to make against you, of Brandon Ayuk and Russell Gage. I would start Ayuk. Or, or, what I could do is, I could play Patterson at running back. Uh huh. And then that's over. Well, so here's my choices. This is this is my matchup against you. I have uh, Antonio Gibson. Saquon Barkley, Sony Michelle, and AJ Dillon. I'm trying not to pay attention here because I or, don't want to know. Or I could bench one of those guys, play Patterson, and then go with Gage, Ayuk, and CD Lamb, the receiver. I, I don't care. I mean, I, I'm I'm probably <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass anyway. You know our projections. Have me favored, which is weird. Favored. Our projections is a very high-scoring league. It's IDP, play, start a bunch of guys. Your team is so much better than mine, too. Yeah, I, I mean, it should be, but, you know, it's it's Marquise Brown, it's DK Metcalf, it's Evans in a tough matchup, but uh, it's Darren Waller on the bench. So, Oh, I can make you. Maybe I catch you. Yeah, yeah. Our projections was Jamie 179, Adam 178.75. Those were the original projections. And after last night, it is 50% to 50%. We're projected for almost the same exact points. I think I'm going to bench Gibson. <laughs> I, I, I think it's not a bad idea. All and right. If, if, if Daryl Henderson's out, 
Yeah, that's the thing. Now I have to root for Daryl Henderson to come back. But now I have Sony Michelle in two other leagues. I, uh, this is why I don't look at my matchups, Jamie. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Wow. Russell Gage in. Last game here. New Orleans at Tampa Bay. Start all bucks. Falcons, though. We talked about Ronald Jones earlier in the injury section, but start all bucks. Um, start Kamara. He actually does have pretty good history against the against the Bucks, even with this terrific run defense. And he was very involved in the passing. Oh, game. I forgot Kyle Allen's on the reserve COVID nineteen list too. They had to sign somebody today. Uh, New Orleans at Tampa Bay is start all bucks and Taysom Hill. You do have twelfth. You're the high guy on Taysom Hill. So right now. You have Hill and Wilson back-to-back, right? I do. You go Tua, Hill, Wilson. And that's Wilson without Lockett, right? Yep. What if Lockett plays? Wilson will go ahead of Taysom. All right, so Taysom is ahead of Roethlisberger, Fields, Garoppolo, Joe Burrow, Derek Carr. He is obviously risky. Kamara is top six in both formats. Traquan Smith would be your favorite wide receiver. Remember I said yep. yesterday I had to choose between David Johnson and Traquan Smith? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting both of them. I forgot. My team is even worse than I thought. Uh, Nick Vanette is outside the top 20, but he does have 40-plus yards in two straight games. Brady, yes. Fournette, if he plays, absolutely. He's got such a great role in the passing game, but he sucked against New Orleans in week eight. Eight carries, three catches, 33 total yards. His worst game by far uh, since becoming the feature back, which is why I wonder if Ronald Jones really would be a must start if he's the guy. I, mean, I can understand respecting Fournette, but yeah, you know. Okay, well, I think we we talked about that earlier. Yes, yeah, so, I much. mean it's it's not a slam dunk, but I think just given the workload and this offense and the touchdown potential, that I would start. Cool. And that's it for this game because you're starting Goblin and you're starting Evans. I'm not starting... Oh, it's DFS. It's a Sunday night game anyway. But if you're playing a showdown or whatever, I wouldn't start Evans. He just is awful against Marshall. Here are Washington's quarterback group. Garrett Gilbert, Kyle Schumer, and Jordan Tamu. I know where two of them went to college. I don't know where Jordan Tamu went. Was it Oregon? I th- I, that's what I want to say. Let's see. I think Schumer went to Vanderbilt. Gilbert, Texas Tech. Does anybody care about this? Jordan. I mean, the show's a marathon already. Yeah, what are we at? Hour 25. Holy cow. We got to go. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'm going to talk to you so much today. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. God, I hope I beat you in IDP. I really do. I mean, you should. You're the favorite. I should. No, I'm not. See ya. You're the higher seed. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.